All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions. Welcome everyone to All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions, the podcast you didn't know you needed about Gen Con, Origins Game Fair, PAX Unplugged, and beyond. I'm your host, Quarex. And I'm your other host, Ben. We're talking more about our time during the Geneva Convention held on the shores of Indianapolis, Indiana. talking about stuff you care about during the convention. And one of the big things that people will often omit during their time at Gen Con for their first couple Gen Cons is self-care. Fact. And there's a very important rule called the 621 rule that if you're taking care of yourself, you're going to do every day without fail. The six refers crucially to hours of sleep. There are people who will try to tempt you with the concept of the three, two, one, and they can be safely ignored because even when you were a teenager, you'd probably crash by Saturday if you're trying three hours of sleep. Six hours of sleep, that's good. You can do it, I promise. If you plan, you can get this accomplished and you will feel pretty good. The two refers to the two meals a day that you should be eating. You can maybe skip breakfast, even though some may argue it's the most important meal of the day. But if you've got two solid meals and some amount of snacks, you'll be going to be cruising through the day and you're going to be gaming to your heart's content because you are full of energy and vigor from all the food you're eating. It's true. And the one does refer to shower. And obviously, sort of pet peeve of mine, I don't think that gamers are inherently uh, unhygienic. It is the case that I know people who have forgotten or perhaps neglected to shower. And you can't. You just can't do it. If anything, you might want to shower twice. Quite frankly, some of these Indiana summers are brutal. And some people change their socks halfway through the day. Give it a shot. I don't know. That's not, it doesn't fit in the number. How do we achieve the 621 rule? The best way to do it is scheduling breaks. It's one of those things. It is hard, especially if you haven't attended before or if you felt like you didn't do it right previously, to think about taking any part of the day and deciding, no, I'm going to be sleeping then. Unless you're in a late night game, just go to bed by midnight or something. Then you can get up plenty of time to do your stuff in the morning. If you must play a late night game, except you're not going to breakfast. And, you know, you'll probably be all right. When you're setting your alarms in the morning, make sure you try to carve out some time for your meals. Or when you're scheduling your events, make sure you have a half an hour to an hour to go get the food that you're looking for, to run to the the food trucks, to go to the Auntie Anne's, to run back to your hotel room and grab your food or bring your food with you in a a small cooler tote. And make sure that you're eating because hypoglycemia is a real thing and no one wants to call an EMT because you've decided you weren't going to eat. One of the logistics things that I have actually possibly seen overlooked as much as anything is thinking about how much time you need to shower when you could be anyone in your room from two to six people. You can think, oh, breakfast is at nine. I'll get up at eight and, oh, there's two people waiting and someone shower and, oh, I'm last and it's breakfast time and I still haven't showered. Oh, no. Find out who gets up the earliest and, you know, either try to beat them to the shower or just make sure you're second. Kevin Culp, uh, game designer extraordinaire, uh, he recently put out Shadows of the Serpentine, which is a fun sword and sorcery gumshoe game through Pelgrim Press. In real life, he is a fatigue risk manager. Each year ahead of Gen Con, he's going to post recommendations about sleep practices about a week before the convention. Uh, he will post those on typically on Facebook publicly. Anyone who wants to see them, who can, they can do it and uh, listen to them because they are some just solid recommendations for life as well as Gen Con. That's awesome. 
I'm totally into that. I you're learning stuff. I'm learning stuff here. You you thought that you couldn't learn anything. You thought you had you knew everything about Gen Con. I'm not saying you're lying. However, I am always open to learn more and to teach people about things like generic tickets, which what? Yeah, you should probably. Have we talked about generic tickets multiple times beforehand? We've talked about them, but we haven't really talked about the pro move, which is using to play any event with open seats. While there are exceptions, I have almost never seen someone turned away from a game if they show up and they want to play and they didn't actually have a ticket. There are probably some exceptions. I bet True Dungeon doesn't let in people with generics, but it's a pretty good shot. If you want to play a game, just show up with the generics, see if it works. I mean, one thing, as the convention progresses along, you're more likely to see people drop events. I have been scheduled to run games at 8 and 9 in the morning on Sundays. And you might be surprised that there are a lot of people who do not go to those Mm. events. Saturday and Sunday, there's a lot of higher incidents of people not showing up for their events. So you may be able to swoop in, play that event you didn't think you were going to get to because you got a couple generic tickets on hand. Yeah, if you're a morning person, it's, I'm sure, a super easy move to get into any game that you want to like that. Yeah, that's why you want to get them from, from customer service ahead of time. We actually learned this year, I think, where the generic tickets come from because, you know, I would always either get them in my packet ahead of time or not get them. So I had to figure out where you get them on site very exciting my sherpa told me this stork brought them in the night well it's an option if you click that on the packet folks may have some concern regarding what happens if you don't use the generic tickets you you know you get you get the eight generic tickets 16 dollars worth of tickets to go play your D adventurers league game and lo and behold everybody shows up at eight in the morning on a sunday mm. you can use it for anything but you can also return them at the end of the convention and get your money back on them as well Another pro move, another critical thing, is to wear a watch and set alarms. Why do you want to watch? You want to be able to look at your risk and quickly know what time it is. Why do you want to set alarms? There are going to be events that you want to go to, and you sometimes need that reminder that you need to get up and go. Because events start at fixed times, and if you are late, you may not get in, or talking about the folks with the generic tickets, uh, someone may have swooped in and is sitting in your seat with a generic ticket at that time, and you may get shuffled in, as Quarex has suggested, but you may also lose out on that opportunity, depending on how late you are that's true and one of the things that can influence if you're late in fact is just how far apart things can be in gen con proper because it's not just the convention center it's not just lucas oil it is not just the connected hotels but you have no warning from the system if you book yourself for a noon to four game on one end of downtown and then a four to eight game on the other end of downtown and you're not going to make it on time i mean maybe you'll make it in time to play but no one is that good at remembering how long it takes to get between places so it's just really safest to not book yourself back to back unless you're like a hundred percent sure those two locations you're going to be at are right next to each other Another thing that could be helpful, I've seen this recently in social media on the Fans of Gen Con group, using Google Calendar, a similar app with notifications to remind you. This keeps track of the time that you're doing stuff. If you are carving out your time for sleeping, meals, and, and, and showering, it can be helpful to have that in there. You can set up notifications to remind you when you need to go, so you can get 
your phone blaring at you if you need to make your way to a new event. There's the My Schedule function on the Gen Con website, but mm-hmm. there's no way to export that to my knowledge. Looking at My Schedule right now, I have two events that overlap. Mm. Uh, so it's not the greatest at telling you that you can't sign up for events. That's, um, yeah. That's exciting. I think that one event I am GMing and one event is a free ticket. It's it's nice that you mentioned that because, yeah, Google Calendar basically changed my entire life where I use Google Calendar. And, you know, if I look at my Gen Con days right now, there's like seven, eight, 12 things on every day already, including, might I add, I have separate calendars for the people I attend with so I can keep track of their schedules and I know when they're working. It's just the best thing ever. And I can't possibly stress enough how handy it is having your phone be your, your friend helping you out. Like, bro, bro, you want to do the fun thing, bro? Go do it. Thank you very much, phone. Next most important thing, maybe the most important thing that I can convey to you, set a budget for what you're going to spend. You're spending a bunch of money to get there. You're spending a bunch of money on badges and event tickets. When you go into the dealer hall, don't go broke there. (laughs) Don't max out your credit cards getting all these fun games to stuff into your car because someone... Ultimately, I imagine is relying on you um, in some form or fashion Aww. to be responsible and not to go broke. Please set a budget for yourself so you can keep coming back to Gen Con. That's true. And maybe even supporting a Patreon someday. Yeah! That's really why you should make sure you have a budget. Speaking of, you were mentioning people that depend on you, so I instantly think of my tax-dependent child and how one of the things I'm thinking when I go to any convention is how do I make sure he's not disappointed with whatever I bring him? The answer is as long as I bring him, like, a big cup of dice, he's probably going to be happy. Gifts for the people you love is a huge thing at Gen Con. Even some exes I've had who aren't super into gaming, if you know what they like, you you know, you can find amazing things at Gen Con. Yeah, I mean, I, I have two daughters, and mm. they're not really super into gaming. You go around there, a couple, a couple of vendors who sell like bespoke dresses, which are pretty oh, cool. Yeah. I got my daughter her favorite dress at Gen Con last year. You can find jewelry for your spouse True. or significant other at some of these booths. The and, custom uh, like notebooks and glassware and cups and so much. Oh, you stuff. know what's fun? I signed up for an event, which is do your own shot glass etching. Woo! I'm knocking out one of these things. My kids love to drink grape juice out of shot glasses. What I'll probably do is, for one of them, use that event to create the the shot glass. Yeah, etching is like magic. Yeah, that's awesome. It's going to be an $18 shot glass, so it's better be worth it, gang. Uh, Cool sort of thing. But also, you're going to have friends, you're going to have parents... The friends may not be able to attend. The friend, your friends may be helping you out with child care. Your parents may be helping True. out with child care. Shout out to my mother-in-law who is coming into town from a different part of the Midwest. So oh. I can go off to Gen Con. That is very kind. I probably should get her a gift, but she probably doesn't care that much about it. Just another thing to put on a shelf. The, ch- the grandchildren. The- yes, the, the grandchildren are the greatest gift, I suppose. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other week when we recorded because you um, you mentioned bringing Sharpies and I've actually thought about one of the coolest things about getting a gift at Gen Con is that there's a pretty good chance not a guarantee but the designer of like the game plushie the cyber kilt you know they might just be standing there in front of you at the booth selling it to you so I always bring both black and silver Sharpies because oddly a lot of stuff is black and you need something that isn't black to write on it and I have definitely got 
gotten, I think I have Kevin Symbieta's signature on some Palladium book that was black or something, because I happen to have a silver Sharpie. What a cool gift if it's signed by the author. Maybe not so much a dress. I don't know about that, but most of the things we've discussed, yeah. So that's it for this episode. Next episode, we have our final Gen Con prep episode. It's our anticipated convention highlights. Greetings from the end of the episode, weary traveler. Perhaps you would like to examine my social media wares, all gathered at linktur.ee slash dreamaboutgamingconventions. We sell everything from Instagram to Facebook to YouTube. Soon we may have whatever tip jar the kids are using these days. All music for this episode was composed by Quarex. Except for Adidas, courtesy freemidi.org. All editing for this episode was by Ben.